I think that for me, like with the pandemic and that like two and a half years where my life was like totally derailed, the idea that you have to do things at a certain time in a certain process is just made up. Hi, welcome back to Friend Crush. I'm your host, Amber Akilla. This is my podcast where I talk about stuff and things, cute, chaotic, and critical thinking. We are in the business of being hot and having fun. That is the philosophy. And, you know, being hot and having fun isn't just about being hedonistic and trying to fit in with arbitrary societal standards of beauty. It's about the energy of being hot and the presence and joy that comes with having a good time, having fun. And how can we define these terms for ourselves and how can we live in accordance with them to maximize peace, prosperity, joy, minimize problems? Because problems are inevitable, but like why continue to allow problems in your life that don't facilitate being hot and having fun, at least in the long term, you know, short-term problems we can deal with. We can eat shit in the short term if we're going to be experiencing like a reward that is greater than the hardship that we might experience in the short term. But I don't want to suffer for no reason, okay? I was not born to be ugly or have a bad time. I was born to be hot and to have fun. Also, do you like this bracelet that my friend just gave me? It's so cute. It has a little mushroom. How is everyone? I'm good, except I'm sick. So I apologize in advance if my voice is like raspier than usual. It's because I'm sick. The last episode I recorded, I was like, oh, I think I'm getting sick. Um, And then the next day I thought I was going to like vomit on the side of the road. I had the most intense migraine and I was like going for a dress rehearsal for an event and I was like outside waiting for someone to pick me up and like literally swirling around like this and then like thought I was going to puke really hectic (laughs) that was in Beijing now I'm back from Beijing still a bit sick because yeah the rest of the week (coughs) excuse me got a bit hectic it was so funny because like I played the final event on I had two events in Beijing so the second event was on Wednesday the event finished relatively early but had to like pack down and stuff and then I think I got back to my hotel went to bed at maybe like two or three woke up at five to go to the airport to get a flight at like 7 50 and uh when I'm in China specifically and I'm traveling Chinese McDonald's is fucking good. Like I would almost never eat McDonald's in Australia, which I guess is where I've spent most of my time in the last like three years. Even when I'm in the US, I would not eat McDonald's. I would have maybe like Chipotle if it was like fast food. Anyway, McDonald's in China is great. (laughs) I get it often. And especially with the airport, I love getting like a little breakfast McMuffin and a hash brown. And then I also had a oat milk black tea latte. Delish. I was so out of it so early in the morning. And then 
Um, got onto my flight. I was still feeling a bit sick, so I was like masked up and everything. Bought like a huge bottle of Bakari sweat. Also made extra tea in my Hello Kitty water bottle. Drank like one go. Drank one full bottle and then made another bottle. <coughs> got on the plane, put my sunglasses on, window seat, passed out. As I was getting off the plane, the um, air hostess was like, do you want a bottle of water? Like you didn't move and you didn't eat anything the whole flight. I mean, the flight's only like two hours. I had like sips of tea in between waking up and falling asleep again. Um, but I was like, it's okay. I ate plenty before I got on the plane. Then on my way to the airport, I realized I left my leather jacket at the venue the night before because I was like, I had my stuff in like this dark backstage area I finished DJing. They'd already started packing up. I just had like bag, a bag, a big bag and like a garment bag. And then I'd already changed outfit. I just wasn't really thinking about the leather coat that I left on like a chair in the dark. Ugh. So yeah, I left my leather jacket, which I actually bought at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 when I was in LA at Melrose Trading Post. And that jacket has really seen me through a lot of things. It's seen a lot. And I think it could tell that I was looking for a new leather jacket literally just the day before, like on the Tuesday when I was on standby, I was like looking for a new leather jacket. I was like, oh, maybe I should get a different color or like, you know, this one I've already had for quite a while. It's like looking really beaten up. And then she left me before I could leave her. So (laughs) that's that and I'm also moving house soon so we're moving apartments which I think is going to be just a lot to deal with and I did say like a few episodes ago that I was thinking of wrapping up this season in May and then taking a break over the summer and then coming back with the next season even though I don't really talk about like season and episode number This is the 70th episode of Friend Crush, which is crazy. I can't believe I've done 70 episodes Um, because I do put like a lot of time and energy into doing the podcast, but I don't put that much time and energy into like thinking about it when I'm not doing it kind of thing because I'm doing other things. So I can't believe I'm up to 70 episodes. Thank you for tuning in. Is there anyone that's listened to every episode? I would love to know. Um, yeah, I cannot express my gratitude enough to people who listen, who send me messages, who ask me questions, um, topic suggestions, feedback that let me know like when you listen to the episodes or tell me that you've shared the episode. It means so much to me because every episode, every comment that I get is like motivation for me to keep going. Because I think if I wasn't getting feedback, I wouldn't feel like as inspired to continue even though like I could probably talk about things to the air by myself regardless of whether people are listening or not I mean I've always done that and then I guess I just started a podcast and then other people got to hear what I was talking to myself about um but yeah I'm really so grateful to people who send me their feedback and questions and comments and suggestions and I have so many more things that I want to talk about excuse me and so many questions I want to be able to 
not answer, but at least provide my perspective on and topics that I want us to cover too. And I'm going to spend like the time away from posting episodes to like plan and recalibrate and find a way to like do the podcast the justice that I wanted to have, you know, or to find a way to like continue to do the podcast in a way that's sustainable for me and that still provides something to the people that listen. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful. I'm going to have a spoon of cough syrup. <laughs> this is Pipa Girl. I think any Chinese um, will be familiar with this brown liquid. <laughs> I used to enjoy getting sick <coughs> when I was younger because I would, my grandma would give me this. It's just like very sweet, herbally, mentholly. <laughs> Yesterday, I literally spent like 95% of the day just in bed, so unwell. Um, I would only get up to like go to the bathroom and get a drink of water or make a tea or like answer the door for takeaway. So yeah. Thank you, thank you. If you've been listening to the podcast, please continue to like share the podcast with your friends and send in your questions and comments and feedback. Um, and I'll continue to collect info and then keep it in mind for the next season. Because yeah, like my life has changed so much from when I first started the podcast. It was like 2020 pandemic. I would say I probably started in like May or June or something in 2020. So almost three years. And <clears throat> I'd gotten out of a really hectic breakup. A lot of the work that I had planned for 2020, I wasn't able to do because I couldn't leave Australia. I couldn't enter China. And yeah, it was just like so overwhelming. And I don't know, I've just like, gone through so many things since I started the podcast that I haven't really reflected on that much I guess I did reflect on it a little bit when I first got back to Shanghai but yeah now it's been almost a year since I've been back in Shanghai I mean literally almost to the day um, I left Perth and I don't really count the first month um, that I was in Kunming quarantining and then getting food poisoning um <laughs> over May as like being in China I guess I consider like June to be when I officially came back to Shanghai and yeah it's almost been a year my life is completely different to how it was when I was in Perth I guess you don't think about it that much when you're like living your life but when I think about it it's actually crazy to think and I just have so many more things that I need to be responsible for or that I need to consider. And yeah, so I think I just kind of didn't really account for how much time and energy it does take to maintain the podcast. And I definitely still want to do it. I just want to find a way so that I can do it like sustainably and do it well, especially because now we're getting into season five, season, I don't even know. 
(laughs) So yeah, 70 episodes. That's like a good chunk of content that I just can't even believe that I've created. (laughs) And the fact that it's even had like a positive impact on a handful, if even if it was just one person who was like, I listened to this episode and it helped me a lot. Like I'm so grateful. So the fact that it's more than one person, I don't even know how to process. So yeah, life has changed a lot. And then, you know, when you're like sick and you can't really live your life in its full capacity. So you start reflecting, but then reflecting can kind of become spiraling. That's kind of where I got to um, a few days ago, but I tried to pull back and just get back into like reflection mode and I was just thinking about like how grateful I am, how lucky I feel. And then when I got into spiraling, it was like, oh, well, why haven't I done more? Why haven't I done this? Or why isn't it like this? And I guess that with all the things that I have been able to do, I think about the patience that I had to exercise in allowing those things to come to me when they did, unfold the way that they did, teach me the lessons that I've learned, bring me in contact with the people that brought me in contact with or the opportunities And I try to go back to that perspective or seeing it through that lens when it comes to anticipating the future. And, you know, I'm surprised all the time (laughs) with the amazing people I get to meet in person or online, even if it's someone messaging me about the podcast and their perspective and the opportunities that I've had. So when I think about the place that I was in when I first started this podcast, I was so, I was feeling like so hopeless, feeling so isolated and a friend crush before it was a podcast even was always about like connection, always about, you know, making, meeting new people, having new experiences, being able to document that. And yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just really crazy. (laughs) Yeah. This then leads into a question that I received and a question that I often receive that I guess I'll try to do like a full episode on, but this person was asking like, would you perhaps have advice for someone 24 female considering a career switch when it feels a bit too late with the added immigrant pressure of earning as much as you can as quickly as possible so that you amount to the sacrifices that your parents made. Hectic, but very real. So firstly, 24 is so young. It is so young. The idea that you would think that it's too late to career switch at 24 is so wild to me. Like I hadn't even started my career at 24, I barely started. And like, what is my career even? I mean, the fact that you even have a career at 24 is insane. Like that is such a huge achievement and there's no reason why you can't switch. But I think that it's important to understand that a switch is going to be, it's going to take effort. You know, I think when you're young and you take a path that seems logical and kind of like you don't experience like a great amount of resistance to it. And I'm not sure for this person asking the question, like if they experience a lot of resistance, but it seems like the resistance that maybe you didn't experience starting the career that you're in now, you're starting to feel 
when it comes to thinking about maybe changing to a different one. And what I realized as I've gotten older is that it's always so much harder to start doing something when you have like an awareness and an intention that you want to set in doing it. Sometimes when you just kind of do things or you've been given an opportunity or you've started something and you haven't thought that much about it and you just kind of go along with it, you take for granted how much smoother that process is or how little friction you had to experience in that process. And then the idea of doing something that you want to do, but seems like you don't know where to start or how to begin, it like can freak you out because you are used to things like being easy. You know, it's almost like pretty privilege when suddenly a pretty person doesn't have pretty privilege anymore for whatever reason. It's like so shocking to them to have to like try or have to use a different set of skills to get what they want. I think just acknowledging that just because like there is some perceived difficulty or resistance or friction that would occur in starting something that you want to start or moving in a different direction, it doesn't mean that it's not worth doing. And I think being aware that it might take time and patience to get to the place that you're at now in the thing that you want to do next, that's also necessary. Like you have to persevere. Um, at the end of the day, like it, I think it really is true. It's the people who don't give up that end up becoming the most successful. It's not always just about talent. It's not just about natural ability. If you can't apply yourself consistently, then you will not be able to be successful. You will never, like, it's always like, you never know. And it's difficult to find the balance between like what is really worth doing and what do you need to pivot on or let go of and like move on to the next thing like that's also a different conversation too but if it is something that you really care about and you really want to do it's being able to continue even when you've experienced a failure or a setback or it hasn't gone the way that you expected being able to learn from those experiences and then better inform yourself in the next step that is what is important that is how you can become successful that is how you can continue to do what you love to do. You know, I think about when I first started DJing, for example, I was very lucky that it wasn't like that overwhelming for me to start to learn how to DJ. I just happened to have a friend who introduced me to someone who could teach me in an afternoon and who could book me for a gig. Like it wasn't difficult for me to start DJing, but it was very, it was very hard for me to continue. So I managed to book gigs to begin with, but if I wanted to consistently book gigs and play at different parties, play different kinds of events, I was going to be put through the fucking ringer, dude. Like, it's insane, the shit that I experienced for a local DJ, at a local DJ level. Like, I just was not getting paid enough to deal with the shit that I was dealing with when I first started. But I didn't anticipate that that was what was going to happen because I was so lucky that when I first learned... It wasn't like I was desperate to learn how to DJ and couldn't figure out how to start. I was lucky that I had an interest in it and then the right things, right time, right person, right people aligned for me to learn and then for me to continue like that was kind of like a solo (laughs) battle and now I've been DJing for almost 10 years and even still like there are things that I want to do 
in music around DJing that I haven't done yet. And it's just like, you just got to keep going. So I think that when it comes, so that's something to just keep in mind if you're wanting to do a new thing, even like we could talk about the podcast. Like I had been told that I should start a podcast many years before I started it. And even though like the barrier to entry wasn't that high, I started the podcast. I think I'd done like one or two seasons and then didn't really feel that motivated to do it. And then in the meantime, I kind of was on TikTok and just like talking shit on TikTok and then people saying I should start a podcast and being like, oh, I actually have a podcast. And then that motivated me to continue. And here we are at the end of another season. And then I'm going to think about how I can learn from what I've done already and then improve again, you know? So that's just something to remember when you want to do a new thing is that it's not too late if you don't believe it's too late. And 24 is so young. And I've always believed from a very young age, like that I'm going to do different things at different stages of my life. I never thought like, oh, I'm going to like go to law school and be a lawyer and be a lawyer forever. I was like, yeah, law school, I'm just going to do. And then I'm going to see what happens after that. (laughs) Probably not lawyer. And I was very lucky that my mom didn't expect me to become a lawyer. She just really wanted me to finish my law degree, which I'm grateful that she, you know, like I can appreciate that that is the journey that I'm on. And I was happy to do that for my mother. I don't think everything is as simple as like, you just do what you want to do and you don't owe anybody anything. Like, I don't know, life isn't always that simple, but yeah, I've always thought I'm going to do different things at different stages of my life. As long as I keep learning and growing and developing the right opportunities and the right people will you'll come in contact with those people. And of course you have moments where you're like, what the fuck am I actually doing? And what am I doing any of this for? That is so normal. But you know, it's about managing those feelings and those thoughts and not being defined by them and then choosing the path of being hot and having fun. And when it comes to immigrant parents, like they just want what's best for you in the way that they understand it. You know, they don't always, they can't necessarily imagine a different path for you because they never allowed themselves to imagine a different path for them. And I think that I'm very lucky that my relationship with my mother is in some ways like typical of immigrant parents, but in other ways, not very typical at all because she didn't insist that I go to law school and she doesn't insist that I have to like work myself to death and you know I'm grateful for that but at the same time sometimes I'm like well I don't know I think maybe I could be working a lot harder and she's like be happy (laughs) um and I also recognize a privilege that I have to like you know if things don't work out for me or if I just want to like go back to my hometown and have a baby or whatever, like that is an option to me. And I think there is like a level of security subconsciously that comes with knowing that you have that kind of option. So I'm definitely not blind to the privilege that that gives me, but it's not too late for a career switch, especially not at 24. And 
I think that for me, like with the pandemic and that like two and a half years where my life was like totally derailed, the idea that you have to do things at a certain time in a certain process is just made up, you know, like I could think to myself like, oh, well, I've lost like two years because of the pandemic. I can't come back to Shanghai. I can't do anything. I'm irrelevant now. (laughs) There's no point. But I don't know. I was just like, whatever. I may as well just go back and try. And I think I've been very lucky and I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I've had. I just DJed in Beijing for the Bulgari Aurora Awards. So many famous people in one room. I breathed the same air as Shu Qi, iconic actress. I couldn't really see anyone because I wasn't like in amongst the crowd I was DJing. But I mean, it's crazy that I played that event when you think about it. Got a lot of press coverage. There were moments before I was leaving a year ago because it was so hectic back then where I thought that maybe I wouldn't make it back or where I thought that maybe there would be no point in coming back where I thought that I could just stay in Perth. But if I didn't believe on some level that it was worth trying, then I would still be in Perth today, you know? So it is a combination of environmental factors, but then also just like mental mindset. Like there were so many things environmentally that could have kept me in Perth more than just like my personal will to come back because my mom was like, if you're afraid to go back now because of the lockdown, like just stay here. You don't have to go back. And then like people around me also saying, people in China saying, maybe don't rush. And I was just like, fuck it. I didn't wait this long. I didn't come this far to just come this far. Like the ticket is booked. I'm just going to figure it out. Like I'm lucky enough that I can just figure it out. And because I think finances had a really, have a really big part to play in the situation that I was in, just because it made it more comfortable for me to be able to take the risk to leave and then potentially have to pay like extra hotel fees or whatever. But again, it's like, I wouldn't have been able to lean into my privilege if I didn't have the mindset that it was worth doing and that I should take that risk or that I wanted to take that risk and I was able to do it and then I should just go for it. And it was like so overwhelming. Like I was like bawling my eyes out at the airport by myself with my sunglasses on, (laughs) crying on the plane, crying when I landed, crying in the hotel room. But yeah, mindset was so important. I gave myself the option of coming back, taking the opportunity to come back. And that's what allowed me to come back as much as all the external things too. It's a combination of those things. And I think when you want to change career, when you want to do something new, it's not just about the environment that you're in. It's also the mindset that you have in giving yourself the option to do something else. I'm always going to give myself the option to do something else and to have different phases in my life. If you give yourself that, that will naturally unfold and you'll naturally be able to work towards that. That's why I talk about like being hot and having fun, being like a core part of my life philosophy, because even though you deviate, even though not everything is going to be easy, not everything's going to be hot, I have something to come back to. And I know the direction that I want to go in. I know the feeling that I want to have and the type of experience that I want to have so that when I'm not having that, I can recalibrate towards something. Because sometimes and in previous stages of my life, I didn't know 
what I was trying to recalibrate towards. I thought that, oh, I needed to work towards like having this many followers or having this much money or doing these sorts of jobs. And not that those things aren't important in some ways, they can't be the most important. Not that those things aren't important in some ways and for certain things in certain contexts, they're not the most important, okay? So more important than having however many followers is making sure that in the pursuit of that, I'm still having a good time. You know, it's going to be hard sometimes. I'm going to have to put in extra effort, but I can't be suffering more that I more than I'm slaying, okay? I don't want it to be like that. When it comes to like trying to get your parents to understand where you're coming from as well, it's better to just, in my opinion, to avoid confrontation or avoid thinking that you have to convince them or that you have to fight against them. Hear them out try your best not to get too emotionally charged about it and just say I hear what you're saying um but I'm just gonna try and you know these are the options that I have if it doesn't work out and I'm willing to return to those if I need to I'm so grateful for the sacrifices that you have made that have given me the privilege of being able to make this kind of decision to have this kind of option and I don't take it lightly and I'm going to do my best. And I think that's the best that you can do, you know, like you don't have to convince. It's hard to convince someone of something that they've never seen before, that they've never given themselves the opportunity to see. So the best thing that you can do is to do it yourself and then show them that it's possible. You know, like I do have a very supportive mother, but there are a lot of things that we haven't always seen eye to eye on and... DJing has always been one of those things. She never wanted me to DJ for very long. She still doesn't want me to DJ. And I don't think I'm going to DJ forever either, but I still like DJ. I'm still in my DJ era. Okay. There's still a lot of things I want to do. And she never got it. I'm not sure if she ever will. And I don't need to convince her because I have done a lot of things that she didn't think was possible for me as a DJ and now she kind of gets it you know like I told her that my goal was to be able to play for fashion brands she didn't get that I didn't even like I knew it wasn't going to be possible for me in Perth I didn't even really think about whether it was going to be possible for me in Shanghai I always thought of it as more of like a US or Europe thing but when I came to Shanghai I realized that that was possible here and I've been lucky to be able to do that here and I still want to, I still love DJing in the club. I still love DJing brand events. And because I was like determined in being able to do those things eventually, I was able to do them and I able to tell my mom about it and show her pictures of me in cute outfits playing music. And then she doesn't, she's not so like resistant to the idea of me still doing this, you know? So I, you know, that's easier said than done because a lot of the times when we're afraid to do something new, we feel like we need other people to approve of our idea so that we can approve of it ourselves. But you want to be able to find a space in your life where you can validate how you feel and what you want. Meditation, journaling, and you know, come up with the steps necessary for you to be able to take action towards that thing and then learn from 
the different challenges that you will inevitably face in that process and then learn from them, recalibrate and yeah, keep going. You know, even with the podcast, I don't think my mom understood what I was doing when I started the podcast, but I've sent her messages that I've received from people and she's like, wow, that's so great. And then like at some point in the pandemic when we were living together, she really got into watching like YouTube advice videos and stuff or like YouTube educational essays. And then she understood like the value of that kind of content. And then now she like gives me tips on how I can better format like video versus audio content, which is something I'm going to think about as well. Um, and yeah, so, you know, a lot of things are easier said than done. I understand, but just because something's hard doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it, especially if you think it's going to be facilitating you being hot and having fun. And I, I don't think that career switches have to be so sudden. It's not like, oh, you end one thing and then you start a new thing and then all your problems go away and you're happy. It might take time for you to transition out of one thing and into the next. And that's okay. You know, like it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you less than. It just makes it a human experience. Everything can look linear when you look at it from the outside, but it's rarely ever the case when you're going through it yourself or when you're observing someone that you know go through it too. So don't feel like, it has to be so clean cut, you know, maybe you continue with what you're doing now and then you start building something on the side that you can transition into. It's not necessarily like, you know, A, B and then C. You know what I mean? Anyway, I keep coughing. So I'm going to wrap this up here. I have so many other things that I can't wait to talk to you about and thank you so much for tuning into the podcast happy 70th episode happy end of season four i'm pretty sure yeah thank you cannot thank you enough i'm excited for the future (laughs) um yeah keep sending in your comments thoughts questions topic suggestions Follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, SoundCloud to keep up with me while the podcast is on a little breaky break and the Instagram account at friend.crush. I'm going to keep posting memes and like promo for older episodes and stuff. So I'll still be on there and yeah, wishing you the best. Speak to you very soon. Drink lots of water. Tell your friends and family that you love them. Go be a better person. Stay hot and having fun. I love you.